Hola, hola. Welcome to the Breakthrough Brand Show. I'm Fabi Paolini, and my mission on this podcast is to give you behind-the-scenes stories, anecdotes, and unique perspectives behind building a premium brand that makes a real impact. I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, today I have Tony Leonard, who is a career coach who focuses mostly with working with creative professionals. He has over 13 years of experience working with people with professional pathways, creative people of all types, often struggle with being valued in the marketplace. And Tony really specializes in assisting these people through difficult transitions. Welcome to the show, Tony. So glad to have you here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Fabi. It's exciting to be here. Yeah. Well, tell us what you do in your own words. Uh, I am a career coach for creative professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I help um, folks get jobs, get through difficult transitions. Often that will look like somebody's in uh, somebody's in a role that they've had a lot of success. Uh, and and yet there's still some like question of, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. And that's usually when people reach out and then I help get them through the process of kind of identifying where they're at, what's working, mm-hmm. what's working, get more clarity about what they want to do and ultimately get them to uh, a new place, a better place. And I'm pretty agnostic. Like if they want to stay where they are, if they want to go to a, a different opportunity, if they want to start their own thing, like I'm cool with it. So just helping them get to that new, better place. I love that. I'm kind of curious, how did you get to choosing specifically that niche of creating creative professionals? Yeah, uh, I have always kind of started with music. I I Mm -hmm. went to grad school in New York and um, started managing a band there. Uh, This was like 2006, uh, a while ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Then later, after working with PhD students at UC Berkeley, I started uh, my own uh, artist management company um, that totally failed. Uh, I learned everything that you're not supposed to do in a business. Uh, and and then after working with uh, co- college undergraduates, I started my own practice about three and a half years ago. So uh, the creative fit, I, I just, I love supporting creative people. They have unique challenges and and um, not easy for a lot of creative folks to to get paid well and mm-hmm. be recognized and get the full value of their their work and so that's something i enjoy helping them do that makes sense because i think that sometimes people think well because it's something creative um it might not be considered as valuable which obviously is not true at all but i i can understand this audience kind of struggling with charging or asking for the promotion or the or the salary or whatever they they want or they actually should be compensated for right (laughs) yeah exactly and a lot of folks are in creative fields because they want to be creative Mm -hmm. they want to do they want to do art and uh so for them the business sometimes comes second and uh yeah mostly i want to prop them up at the beginning say no like your work is incredibly valuable. Let's start from that there. Mm-hmm. And, and then we'll work on all the nuts and bolts and tactics and strategy to get, to get you to get paid well. Right. Is there um, within 
those like creative professionals, what sort of careers are you, or like, is it specifically in the music industry or art? I'm kind of curious to to know this too. Yeah, I I feel very lucky because I, I love working with mm-hmm. everyone. So I've worked with puppeteers, writers, um, design folks, opera directors, people in marketing, people working at creative companies and finance, uh, chief um, folks in the um, Mm C-suite, chief technology officers. So I I love working with different kind of creatives coming Mm -hmm. from different places. And I actually work with quite a few folks who are working in a job that's not like defined as creative, Mm -hmm. but they want creativity in their professional life. And so they're kind of moving in that direction. They want to move in that direction. And I I love working with those people as well. That makes sense. From a branding perspective, how has niching down into creative professionals um, positively impacted your business? I know like we're kind of going a little bit off topic, but I'm just genuinely curious to know. (laughs) No, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm all about the tangents so we can keep going. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I actually, I, <laughs> I didn't want to have a niche. Like I just, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to coach everyone. And there's still part of me that's like, I just want to coach everyone. Right. Um, but I got a really good business coach and he was like, you got to find a niche. And yeah, so did. we talked for a long time and, um, and, and, and this niche just, it, it, it's flexible enough for me so that it, it gives me a, a connection to a, uh, an audience uh, that, that I want to uh, work with um a community that I want to work with but it also mm-hmm. gives me the flexibility to work with lots of different folks who are at different points you know in their careers and and want different things uh so it it has helped a lot with um marketing just right. posting on LinkedIn and and having more of a focus um w- with that and uh so it, yeah it's been very valuable to to find a niche I love that. Okay. So tell me back to your kind of a little bit more about what you do. What are some of the challenges that these professionals are facing frequently in their own career journey? (laughs) Yeah. I think people often reach out when they're stuck um, facing um, a a challenge or multiple challenges at work in in their career. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that could be they don't know how bad things are going. And after a couple of conversations, it's like more clear that this is a, this is not going well. And so we need to like speed up the, the, the transition process. Uh, so I, I guess the first thing is really helping people identify kind of what's going on, what the challenges are. Uh, and, and um, sometimes it's subtle, like people will be in a really good position and they just feel like, Hey, maybe there's so- something little missing and I want to explore. I want to take the time to kind of think about what, what, what else could I do? Um, people are so, um, we're taught like really to think practically and, yeah. and, and not expansively. And so an exercise I like to do is just have people think incredibly expansively about all the things that they could do, including, you know, what did you want to do in the second grade, you know, garden mm-hmm. or astronaut, let's open it really wide and then come back to thinking more practically about, okay. And that kind of happens organically, naturally mm-hmm. through, through the conversations. So um, yeah, that's, that's where it starts. And, and then everybody's got, different challenges, I would say to generalize 
people have blocks. They're blocked internally uh, by either something um, psychological, emotional that has to do with their past, their growing up, or externally, like uh, institutional structures like sexism. Like that's a real mm -hmm. thing that people deal with. So, uh, or women deal with, I should say. Uh, and so helping identify the blocks mm -hmm. and, and then problem solving. And there's a lot of way through blocks, you know, there's the challenge is the way, uh, or excuse me, the obstacle is the way. Right. Uh, and then also, you know, we, we could jump over it, walk around it, swim, you take a boat. There's, there's lots of ways around challenges. It's, it's kind of interesting because I feel like at the end of the day, probably what you and I do are, is, is similar. My focus mm -hmm. is on strategy and helping coaches and experts essentially position themselves as premium brands and attract more ready to invest clients. And in your case, it's um, at the end of the day, also a matter of you learning how to position yourself so that you can land that job that you want or promotion or whatever that is. And I just find it so interesting to see how, you know, learning how to embrace your own value makes such a big impact in how you're perceived by others, right? Like it really begins with how you are perceiving yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a, that's, you summarized it, like embrace your own value. Mm -hmm. um, I need to steal that. That's very concise. Like <laughs> there you go. There you go. A gift to you, Tony. <laughs> well, okay. So, so, much. so tell me how, what are some of the things that creative professionals, and I guess this probably applies to everybody, but what are some of the things that they need to take into account in terms of their interview strategy if they want to land the job or promotion that they're looking for? Yeah, I love talking about interview strategy, so we mm -hmm. can spend the rest of the time talking about this. Uh, I, the way I view uh, an interview is, is, is like a debate where mm -hmm. you, you, as the person who's being interviewed, is trying to make the most persuasive case that you are the best fit for the job. Mm -hmm. um, and so every interview question, uh, I don't really think of interview questions as questions. They're opportunities to make a case, to tell a story why you are the best person uh, to be in that role. Uh, so kind of, so before we, you know, when I do interview prep with people, before we get in, they start the interview, we start bullet pointing all the reasons why the, the, this person is an excellent fit for the mm -hmm. job. Um, and then we talk, talk through like, typically the interview is going to start off with an easy question, like, tell me about yourself. And really that's not, tell me about yourself. That's, uh, like, let's start, I'm going to say, I'm going to say specifically about what I'm going to tell you is why I am the best person for this job. Right. That's, that's what I'm going to share. Or why are you excited about this role? I'm excited because I'm confident that I can excel in this role. And, and then that's kind of your thesis statement, your main argument. And then you're supporting that throughout the interview uh, with uh, different examples and telling a story, telling a story in detail um, and uh, ultimately getting to the, to the, and, and that's where you kind of wrap up everything with your conclusion and, um, and then have good questions to ask uh, and, and go from there. I love that. And it's so important to really know how to manage that conversation and kind of what we were talking about before. It, it really does come down to at the end of the day of you really understanding how to communicate your value effectively so that when you're in an interview, 
you can articulate those things to the to the person who's interviewing you as well. Um, okay, so tell me also why is social justice a big part of your coaching philosophy? Um, I grew up in Albany, California, which is right near Berkeley, California, in the San mm -hmm. Francisco East Bay near Oakland. I live in Oakland now. Uh, so social justice values are something that I grew up with, um, anti-racism work, uh, anti-sexism, misogyny, um, patriarchy, um, advocating for LGBTQ rights, mm -hmm. many, many marginalized populations um, and populations that are, are not often uh, paid at the same level as, as white men in the workplace. Um, and so this is something that's always been important to me. And uh, I, I think it's so important, you know, talking about branding that you represent your values and your brand. And I was, you know, I was kind of struggling with how to include this part of myself and this value in, in my brand. And ultimately, I was like, it just needs to be in there. It's part of who I am. It's part of how I'm going to show up. And it's part of how I'm going to help people get jobs. You know, it's part of how I'm going to help people solve the problems that I, they're paying me to solve. So um, that's, yeah, I think, you know, really thinking about it from a branding perspective, it's just, it has to be in there. So how do I figure out how to make it cohesive with mm -hmm. the, the other parts and the other things that I'm doing? I love that. And I, I think that at the end of the day, it comes down to you understanding what you stand for and what you stand against. And this is literally a big part of your brand. You know, one of the things that I do with my clients is something that I call the six S's of singularity. And it's a, a framework that I've created that is focused on what are your differences? What are your points of difference? What are the things that make you really unique from other people? And one of the things that I help my clients figure out is their stand, right? What they stand for, what they stand against, because mm. it can very well be a big part of your brand. And I think that um, whether it's something that you're taking it to an extreme and being irreverent or controversial or not necessarily taking to an extreme, but you're like, this is what my brand is about, it really reinforces your values and and at the end of the day you want to attract clients and an audience who stands for the same things or stands against the same things as you do because otherwise what's the point <laughs> you know what i mean yeah 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 along those lines i think i I set out trying to work with everyone and quickly realized that if I'm going to market to everyone and mm -hmm. have a brand that's trying to, it's like, no, like you actually want to like shoot for 10% of the overall population, the more niche that if those people radically love your work and they're invested, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna drive business. And so um, it, that that's taken a while to sink in um, that idea, but uh, it, it has now, and uh, I'm I'm thinking more about how do I propel away certain people and, and really focus on getting some a certain segment of the population really excited about my work, and that's one way. And, and but that's not to say like again, there is this part of me that I would love to work with anybody of any political background. Uh, I don't. <laughs> that's not what it's about. But right. I want to be clear about what my values are. Right. And I think it's important for me, for example, one thing that I really talk about a lot in my marketing, not necessarily on purpose, but because it's part of who I am is I have I have three kids, I have three little girls. 
And um, I'm not necessarily somebody who's talking about motherhood or whatever, not that there's anything wrong with that. But for me, what really matters is building a business where I can be present for my kids and where I can, you know, enjoy them. So, so if your values are based only on, I want to make more money and I want to hustle my way through business, through life, because my, my goal is to make a million dollars, I don't know, in the next six months or whatever. Well, good for you. Great. I also want to make a million dollars in the next six months, but (laughs) my family, (laughs) (laughs) as long as that fits into my family life as well. Right. So um, I think that those bringing forward those values also ends up attracting better quality. I mean, better quality leads for you, right? Maybe for somebody else, they want the other person, but for you, these are the values that matter. And those are the types of people that you want to bring into. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, it, it creates a good fit mm-hmm. between, you know, the, the, the services I can provide and the client and what they need and, and their approach to, you know, uh, money, um, family, uh, leisure exactly. exercise. Uh, and I'm, I'm a father to two little kids and that's a huge part of, I love the flexibility of this work. Uh, I yeah. get to take my son to soccer practice today. So, uh, yeah, that that, that that shows up in my work as well. That's true. Okay, so I have a question that I want to ask you that I always ask everybody, and it's completely kind of random, but I still feel it's important to ask it. Um, I have learned through my career, my career, my journey as an entrepreneur, that mindsets is really important, and personal development work, and paying attention to your mental health and how you're overcoming obstacles is fundamental. So I'm curious to hear about how you have learned to overcome challenges throughout your own journey in building your business, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, definitely makes sense. And there's been a lot of challenges. And yeah. <laughs> uh, what, I, what I've learned in this this current venture is is that you just got to stay steady and um, be like a tree rooted in the ground. And, uh, and over time, and it's going to take time, maybe for some people it doesn't, but for lots of people it does. And for me, it's just understanding that, yeah, the different kind of weather is going to hit and I'm just going to be there, you know, and I'm three and a half years into this thing and it feels so different than a year and a half ago, you know, and I feel more grounded and like, my mantra is just don't give up. And, and that's, that's uh, it, you know, and, and different mantras work for different people. I think I'm a huge advocate of growth mindset, speaking mm-hmm. of mindset and the idea that, um, you know, you may not, if, if I'm working with a client who um, wants to get a job at Google, like you don't have a job at Google yet. Let's figure out all the different ways that people get jobs at Google. What are the pathways? You know, let's do a research project. And so that just that idea of you don't have the skills possibly yet, maybe you do, but you can you can get them. You can grow. You can grow as an individual. Uh, and uh, so that that's huge. I love that. And yes, I think that at the end of the day, the real secret to success is literally not giving up. I mean, that's it. Because I think that people think that it's a straight line, right? Success, I'm going to get from here to there. 
And there's so many ups and downs. There's so many ups and downs. And obviously it's easy to stay committed and invested in your business and what you're doing or your career um, when things are going great. But the question is, how do you stay committed? <laughs> how do you stay all in when there is zero evidence in the moment and things are going really bad and nothing is working? And, and at the end of the day, it's like, don't give up. Keep on going forward. It's going to work out. <laughs> Ebbs and flows, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I tell people I, I don't have a crystal ball. Unfortunately, I can't predict or see the future. Uh, but if if thing a, a number of things are aligned and the f- person feels like they're really good at something and they're passionate about it and um, they're willing to put in the time, I think more often than not, you know, really testing it out and seeing is this thing going to work and putting in some time and not giving up is, is gives you the best opportunity for success. And certainly in our culture, which is all about, you know, leave, leave your undergraduate program at, in your first year, start, start a tech company and become a billionaire, you know, in the next six weeks, <laughs> yeah. there's just this, you know, insane idea of speed when most people, it takes many, many, many years to, to be able to provide the value to be people to get the value returned in monetary form. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, thank you so much for being here, Tony. Uh, Where can people find you online? Uh, I'm at TonyLeonardCoaching.com. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been super, super interesting. Thank you, Fabi. Have a great day. You too. Gracias for listening to today's episode of the Breakthrough Brand Show. To listen to more episodes or to be featured as a guest, go to fabipaulini.com slash podcast for more details. Can I ask you for something? If you got value out of this episode, would you share it on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or just post it online. If you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let me know about the show and include the hashtag Breakthrough Brand Show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, rating, amor, love, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fabipaulini.com, or follow me everywhere as Fabi Paulini. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Con amor, Fabi.